My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are so here for you. I am Jenny. I'm so glad to have you on board with me, and I really do hope that we can be a blessing to you today. We, we do this show for moms and their families because we happen to believe there's very little media out there that that honors that and equips that and informs that and so on and so forth. We have a very special guest today who I really think is going to give you perspective. You're going to be done with this show today and you're going to think, I needed to hear that to, to make me wake up, smell the coffee, smell the roses, all of that. Uh, she, I truly believe, will be a help and a blessing to you. I'm not going to tell you her whole story yet because I, I like to keep you hanging, but she is going to change your perspective today. I really believe that. In the meantime, BFF in the house, Shelly Krause. Welcome, Shell. Yes, thank you. So glad to be here. Thank you. It's I'm, blustery. It is really blustery. <laughs> I know. We've had such incredible weather. It's been we like summer. Yeah. No. It was like 67 degrees on Friday. And for those who are listening who came out to our special event uh, on Friday evening at Mission Hills Church, I just want to thank you so much for being there. We're blessed by your support and your love. Uh, and we hope that we can help you as we grow. And we so, we just so appreciate you. Oh, it was a great event, yeah. by the way. Thank yes. you. Hope we do it again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because that means good things. So, uh, yes, I agree with you. So thank you to everybody who attended. We, we You bless us. And we hope we can bless you. And then I also want to remind folks that we do this in a multimedia fashion. We really want to be able to hit moms at all levels because moms don't have a lot of time. So that's why we have a podcast. That's why we're on the web and we do little TV snippets. You know, we videotape the show. Shelly, my dear, dear friend, comes and videotapes the show so that you guys can have snippets of whomever we've had on. You know, the, the well-known folks like the, the Duggars and Lee Strobel and, and Gretchen Carlson and Dr. Egerich and people like that, the Duck Dynasty guys. But, but then also experts and people with incredible stories that will change your life as a mom. Um, and then practical things like weight loss and everything like that. We put that on channelmom.com in the form of video. So we want to encourage folks to come there. We do this thing called the daily clip, and I try to change it up every day so that moms can have something inspirational right there on the front page, a little clip. It's usually short. Over the weekend, it was a baby, a baby making a very slow crawl to uh, a dog. And finally, when it got to the dog, the dog said, okay, can I, can I, am I loud? Can I? And so finally, the dog got up and kissed the baby on the face. It was really, really cute. Today, tearjerker of a video, uh, Garth Brooks. Has a song. A new song? Uh, I don't even know if it's new. I should have looked that up. Thanks for asking, Shell. Um, it's a song about mom. And so perhaps you've heard it before, but I just want to play a little snippet to remind folks you can go to channelmom.com and hear the whole thing. Here it is, Garth Brooks. Little baby told God, hey, I'm kind of scared. Don't really know if I want to down there Cause from here it looks like a little blue ball But that's a great big place And I'm so small 
stay here with you? Did I make you mad? Don't you want me to? And God said, old child, of course I do. But there's somebody special that's waiting for you. So hush now, baby, don't you cry. Cause there's someone down there waiting who's only golden. song and uh, Shelly my own private Googler has Googled for me and says it is new right yeah it, it he debuted it like three days ago oh it's just beautiful yeah it was on GMA the clip is from Good Morning America um, and, and half the people that were listening to it there were crying oh you know just a reminder on those hard days of raising toddlers and teenagers who may not always appreciate you that the plan behind it all that God chose that child for you, you know, whether it's your biological child or your adoptive child, God chose that child and for it, you. It will rock your world. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> in mostly good ways. Yes. Mostly good ways. I mean, I just, yeah, I am so, I, I, sometimes I just stop in my path and say, God, thank you for letting me be a mom. Right. Because I'm so grateful to be a mother to my children. And, and we have somebody who's probably even more grateful than me. Uh, her book reduced me to tears uh, on a number of occasions. I mean, she's one of those people, I'm sure she doesn't want anybody feeling sorry for her. I really, I really believe that about this woman. Um, she has a story to share that, that most of us are going to say, oh my goodness, you know, first of all, but for the grace of God go I. But second of all, I can't imagine going through what you're going through. And third of all, how can I learn from you? And how can I make the world a better place because of what you're teaching me, Kara Tippetts? And I hope that I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She has written a new book called The Hardest Peace. And boy, is it. Listen to a little bit of her story. Kara is the wife of one excellent man, as they put it in the bio, and the mother of four, four. So that, that song by Garth Brooks, Four Times Over. She's the mother of four amazing children. She supports her husband, Jason, as he is planting a church in Colorado Springs, not far from us. Her story was dramatically changed in 2012 when Kara was first diagnosed with cancer. She shares the honest uh, journey, the painful journey of walking through suffering and looking for Christ through her increasingly popular blog. I, I checked it out today, and a lot of people follow it, mundanefaithfulness.com. I encourage you to go there. Whatever you're going through, Kara will have something there to help you. Uh, in September of 2013, about a year ago, her diagnosis changed as more cancer was found in her reproductive system and brain. <sighs> You just you know, she's one of those stories that I've been reading through it and I think I want to know her and understand her and bless her and help her to be a blessing to others through this book. So it is our honor and our privilege to welcome Kara to Channel Mom. Welcome, Kara. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's <laughs> I mean it. It's our honor. Uh, I, I, I want to ask you, you know, kind of to start off the interview. What do you most want people like me to refer to? Uh, about within you? What, what do you want people to know about you that may be under, misunderstood when we sort of say, she's got cancer and she wrote a book? What, what do you yeah. want people to know today about you that will, that will uh, do some good? 
That's a great question. I really, I, I write about my journey and the hard edges of life that have met me in a way that isn't simply about cancer. It's about how all of us meet the places of life we didn't expect. Marriage may not be what we expected. Parenting, maybe we realize we're more angry than we ever realized. Mm-hmm. Um, life throws these these curveballs at us, these, these, and, and, and in those places, so often we feel like uh, we've made a mistake or we're doing something wrong. How come my life isn't pinteresty and like everybody yeah, else? Yeah. And in that place, we hide. Shame and fear keep us hidden in our grievances. And I think with my story, I put it out there and say, suffering is not a mistake. These are the places that God has made me needy for Him. Mm-hmm. And how can that be a mistake? And so that is my message to anyone. It's not just a story of cancer, but um, when we meet those disappointments in life, how do we also meet our neediness of God and community and walk in that and walk in community and limp along and pull each other towards Jesus? It's not simply another cancer story, though that is the edge of life that God has used to draw me to himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But we all, all of us, especially as mothers, face it and hide and compete and, and struggle with living in an authentic community. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of competition between moms. And, and I think in many ways, and I know you both you and I are on Facebook and on Twitter, I, in many ways I think social media has been devastating to yeah. to <laughs> because we're all up there throwing up our pictures of, of margaritas in Mexico and and no one's saying oh by the way I'm completely depressed today because of something my son said to me or because I'm battling an illness or because my, my marriage is a mess or whatever it is I mean who's posting that on Facebook you know um, yeah. so I so I agree with you when we come back I want you to really get into your story I'm going to start a little bit about with your childhood because I know there's some moms listening today who may not identify with the struggle you're going through with illness, but they may completely identify with your childhood struggle. So would you mind if we talked a little bit about that when we come back? Absolutely. Okay, great. All right, we will be right back with Kara Tippett, the author of The Hardest Peace, Expecting God's Grace in the Midst of Life's Hard. Stay tuned. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication to companionship, from fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. (gasps) What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. Welcome back to Channel Mom. 
This is, of course, Toby Mac. Steal my show. And yeah, God can steal my show anytime because he'll do a better job. We are blessed and honored to be speaking to the author of The Hardest Piece, Expecting Grace in the Midst of Life's Hard. She's somebody who admits that she wasn't even sure she'd live to see people read the book. So I am so glad that we have her on today to talk about the book, and she is still here with us to talk about it. That's awesome. She also has a blog called MundaneFaithfulness.com. I encourage you to go. They're quite popular. People are really catching on to that blog. Um, Shelly, I want you to be able to weigh in today and tomorrow with our friend Kara Tippetts, who has written the book that I just referred to. She's also written another book. Uh, she can talk about that as well if she wants. But um, she talks about her pain because she wants us all to meet her in that place and say, okay, what do we do with this and how does it bring us closer to God? Because really in a sinful world, God uses it so beautifully to draw us to him. And she does a great, beautiful job of drawing you in. I mean, I, one of those books where you're just, you're crying along with her and you're letting her teach you. She talks a little bit about her childhood. I'm going to get into that in just a second. Kara, I want to welcome you back to Channel Mom. Welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Um, here's what Kara writes about her childhood. She's, it's Kara, right? Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Oh, you're, you're okay. Okay. Um, she writes this in uh, her first chapter called The Beginning. It starts as a child. I'm wrapped in fear, afraid my timid bladder will spill on the brown shag carpet. Sharing at the, or, I'm sorry, staring at the beet red face from little eyes, little body, little everything, the enormity of my father's anger is too big for me. He sees me struggling to hold my urine inside. He sees me weakening under his bellowing anger. She goes along to talk about how she's about to have to get the paddle off the wall. She says, I am sent to retrieve the paddle from the wall. His paddle is always used. He's always the one to deliver the verdict. Always show me my failures. Always remind me of my faults. I tremble under the weight of his anger. I can feel my pee coming. I return with the paddle, and the brotherhood delivers my judgment. She's referring to the brotherhood because it's a, a paddle from his days as a fraternity member. I crumble or I crumple under the pain. It pales in comparison to his screaming. The pain of the paddle isn't nearly the pain of a daddy screaming at you. The pain came with the harsh and angry words, not the paddle. I am released first to the bathroom and then the quiet of my room to change my soiled clothes. Oh, the anguish there, the anguish, anguish, anguish. You know, we all have our struggles probably in childhood, but that's a tough story, Kara. What, what, what did you uh, want to do as you were describing to people the pain of your own childhood? What, what were you hoping to portray and help them get from it? You know, the journey for me was um, a brokenness in my relationship with my father that then led to my rebellion. Yeah. And in my rebellion is when I came to Christ. And so, for me, it's the beautiful story of brokenness that led me to Jesus. And though it hurts, and even hearing you reread some of that brings, you know, heartache, that was the journey planned for me, and that was the place where I was drawn to Christ. And in that, not just forgiveness for myself, because I own a lot of my own rebellion in that chapter, yeah. but forgiveness towards my dad, who just simply did not have tools and didn't have a face like I, that my husband and I have now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and my hope in it is there's so many people who live so tied in unforgiveness from a painful childhood, and it's, and it's stunting. It stunts our growth. 
And forgiveness is really a gift we give ourselves. It's it's not something that has been ever asked of me from my father. But yet, um, as I grow older and realize how hard living is, how stressful finances, how stressful marriage and parenting really is, mm-hmm. I can see a gracious uh, place for my father where he didn't have faith, he didn't have a community. And he really lived a hidden life behind closed doors and taught us all to live a very very hidden life. You know, we had our public persona, and then we had the the life we lived behind closed doors. And I think that's the story of so many of us. We we live two very different lives behind closed doors and and in public or on social media. Yeah. And... um, and I think I think God wants us to live an authentic life both places. So um, for me, it, it was my journey towards forgiveness and ultimately my, my um, needing of who Jesus was. Yeah. Well, and I think that kind of forgiveness can only come through a knowledge of how we're forgiven uh, through, through Christ and, and the gift from God that he is. I mean, incredible. But I think Shelley is going to have a question related to this next part, because you're very real. You're brutally honest in all the best ways. You admit mm-hmm. that that kind of a childhood led you to rebellion. And it was so great to hear you talk about your beer drinking, pot smoking, boy pursuing yeah. days, because yeah. so many millions of teenagers are in that place. They're mad about their yeah. own childhood pain whatever it may be and they use that as an excuse to drink a bunch of beer and smoke pot and party and and I'll tell you what I think a lot of us have been there I I, I was there for a while I think Shelly would say she was there to a certain degree for a while we've all been in that kind of immature let's go party to make ourselves feel better place and so you talk about that and and it's incredible thing for you to be able to reveal that I was seeing so many people in your description there and I thought oh my gosh this is just every teenager that that is rebelling in some form she's describing it And, and amen I'm so glad she is so, so review that a little bit for people. And I know Shelly's going to want to weigh in because she has a real heart yeah. for kids in that place. You know, I think it's uh, numbing to pain that, you know, in the brokenness of relationships within my family, I had no way, I had no tools. I had no um, emotional maturity, spiritual maturity, any, any, I didn't even have the ability to communicate the brokenness that I felt. So my reaction was to numb my life. And run, mm-hmm. and simply run, and create family with girlfriends, create family anywhere but within my home, and run. And so when somebody presented me the truth of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, I immediately saw it as true, and I saw it as something I needed. Yeah. And God plucked me from that dark place and brought me to himself. And it was life-altering. I mean, I was a different person. Um, it was... It was, and it was hard. I mean, here I had created this community with my partying friends, and all at once, I'm saying, wait, I think I want to live different. Um, so I, it was a lonely time. It was a hard time, but it was also just rich, rich in understanding forgiveness. It was beautiful. I mean, it was, it was life-altering. How did you get to that place? Like, how were you reached? So um, I, had a, I was sitting next to a friend in German class in my senior year in high school, and a friend of mine was sitting next to me, and she wasn't even a very close friend. And she and I had been on a swim team together, and she invited me to her youth group and said, my life has been radically changed by Jesus. But she had never lived a rebellious life like I had lived. And all I thought was, well, of course you're a Christian. You already acted like one beforehand. <laughs> 
that isn't, nobody's going to want me. And she just kept saying, Kara, come, come prove me wrong, even. If you think I'm not right, come and show me I'm wrong. And I went with her, and this love in this room was palpable. Kids were hugging each other, accepting each other. I, at the time, was trying to follow the Grateful Dead and be a hippie. There were preppy kids. They're all different kinds of kids, and they were all loving each other. And it shocked me. And then the pastor stood up and talked about forgiveness, and it undid me. Not just forgiveness in Jesus, but how he daily needs to live in the forgiveness of Christ. And then a woman walked right up to me and said, Kara, what do you believe? And I said, I don't know. And she sat down with me, and at the time she was with uh, Campus Crusade and shared the four spiritual laws with me. And I immediately said, I want to know Jesus. I want to know this Jesus. And we prayed together, May 4th, 1994, the day that I was radically healed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I assume that healing is weighing in now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So so to remind folks, Kara has uh, been struggling with a battle. I don't even know if I want to say struggling. She's been facing a battle with cancer and trying to oh, figure it's a struggle. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, except that you're trying to live it well and you're trying to just seek yeah. God in it and, and help others in it. And you don't want it to just be a struggle. You want it to be bigger and more than that. And you want God's yeah. light to come through. And I, and I love that about you. Um, to me, the hardest thing about Kara's story is that she has four kids and they are not grown up. Um, I will let her tell you the ages of her children. I'm going to read a little excerpt that we're going to weigh in a little bit more about tomorrow uh, because I want I want moms to really, I'm sorry, Wednesday, I want moms to really get something from Kara because she's one of those women that today and Wednesday is going to be able to say to you, hey, ladies, here it is. This is motherhood and this is why you should treasure it. Because here I am facing not knowing if I can finish it with my children on this planet. I mean, obviously, the, the hope of eternal life is, is a big one for you because you can see them again. But um, first of all, tell us what your, the ages of your kids are. Uh, my oldest is 13. Uh, she's my daughter, Eleanor. Harper mm-hmm. Joy is 10. My son is 8. And my baby, um, Story Jane, is 5. And your son is named Lake Edward, yes? Lake Edward. Yeah, they, yes. you have the most awesome names. And Thank me, you. Yeah, they're awesome. And let me tell you something. I had a grandma, Eleanor, that I loved very, very much, who was from Georgia. I didn't, I did, I like the name Eleanor, but just didn't feel led to name my daughter Eleanor. So I named her Georgia Grace. So I thought when I read your Eleanor Grace, I thought, oh my gosh, that's for the same reason. It's the same thing, really. Uh, so I exactly. love that. We have about three minutes left. I want to read this excerpt to let women know how gritty and real you are and how you have something to offer them. Uh, here she is, Kara Tippett's in her new book, The Hardest Piece, writing about uh, her struggle with cancer and uh, mothering her children in the midst of it, of them, you know, taking their fingers and tracing her scars and seeing her sick and seeing her tired. And she's talking about, I believe, her youngest. She says, she quietly enters by my feet. This is into her bed. She quietly enters by my feet and finds the warm curve in my back and returns to the comfort of her dreams next to her mama. Years will give years will give her understanding like they gave me. But today, sitting next to my love is enough. The other day she proclaimed that she never wanted to leave my side, that I was always the warmth she liked best. I said nothing. Only oh my gosh, this is hard to read. <laughs> Only snuggled mm. closer with a hope for more days, more and more days of loving her. And so I thought, oh my goodness, for all the trivial things that I get freaked out about, Kara 
you speak into my life to remind me that those things are so precious and day by day we must value them. So I thank you for that. You're welcome. No, I feel like, um, you know, she's trying to multiply her love and time with me in the night as she comes. And as an exhausted young mom, I would so often meet my kids in the night and think, Oh, tomorrow's not going to be as great of a day because my sleep has been interrupted. (laughs) And, you know, all of the struggles, and they're real. I mean, sleep deprivation is no joke. I mean, it is hard. But yet now I realize this is is my baby multiplying. She is not going to get them as many days as my oldest did. And so we multiply that in the night, and we love on each other. And it's precious. And And I love it instead of think, oh, well, with me, tomorrow is going to be hard. Yeah. And so look, and, and we only have 30 seconds left, but that is the beauty and the struggle is what has made you appreciate and how it has made you soak it in and love her well in a way that you might not have if you didn't know that your time was probably limited. Um, I mean, yeah. truly limited. So, so Kara Tippetts, you are a blessing. I look forward to having you back tomorrow to talk more about your book, The Hardest Piece. Thank you for being on Channel Mom. Uh, please. Oh, it's a delight. Yeah. I, well, thank you. And I do hope people will come visit your blog, mundanefaithfulness.com. We'll be right back with Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication to companionship, from fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. (gasps) What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialize in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Welcome back to Channel Mom. Let us let Kara Tippett's cancer change us so it is not a waste. She has so much to teach us through her cancer journey as a mom with kids. Tune in on Wednesday when she's going to tell us how to reset our priorities based on what she's learned in her battle. God bless you, moms. Thanks for all you do to raise your children well.